Hey there, and welcome back to this audio series called The Foundational Movement Patterns. I'm Harris Benjamin, and today's episode, this will be part five of the series where we're going to go over the upper body push, right? That is the next category we're working with. But first, before we get to the upper body, I just want to do a very quick recap of the previous parts of the series. Remember to go listen to those before this one, go, th- go in order, but In the previous episodes, we talked about all of the different lower body movements, right? The three movement categories that are primarily lower body are the squat, the hip hinge, and the lunge, right? All of them in some way or another focus on the muscles of the lower body, right? They train the entire body in some capacity. All of these do, right? They're all full body, but primarily the squat, the hip hinge, and the lunge right? Target the muscles of the front and back of the thighs, the, the glutes very heavily, right? You even have some, some calf work in there, but essentially the entire lower body is, is stimulated and worked and built through those movements. And equally, right? Which is something I want you to really take away from the series, the joints throughout the lower body, if you're doing the movements well, right? As you should be, if you're, if you're building them up correctly, are getting a lot more resilient right? You're going through full, ideally full ranges of motion in your ankles, your knees, and your hips when you're doing the squats, the hip hinges, and the lunges, right? That full range of motion is critical for our longevity, our health, our performance, the way that we feel every single day. Because if you use your joints at its fullest or near fullest range of motion, And a huge bonus, you actually have resistance behind that and you get stronger and you learn how to control that range of motion, which is what you're doing when you're doing lunges and squats and and deadlifts and bridges. You are going to build a very, very, very resilient body from the ground up, from your feet to your ankles, to your knees, to your hips. As you know by now, there are other nuances, many that go into all of this, but to keep it simple, the lower body categories that we have touched on so far, the squat, the hip hinge, and the lunge are absolutely the way to go. They are the foundation of all of your lower body training, 100%, and they will build the best strength and resiliency in your lower body that you're looking for. Okay. So now back to this part, part five, where we're getting into the upper body categories, right? So the upper body push is on the menu today. That's what we're discussing. And as I mentioned earlier, the upper body push is Anything where you are pressing or pushing your hands or arms away from your body with some resistance, right? So your hands start essentially near your body and they go further from your body as you do the exercise. Examples, push-up variations, bench press variations, overhead press variations, everything in between, right? In some way or another, these are going to be the movements for the upper body push, even dips, right? If you know what a dip is, where you're, you know, raised up onto these parallel bars, like you see gymnasts do, and you lower yourself and raise yourself by pressing, right? You do these dips, you're pressing in all of these movements. So the upper body push muscle wise is primarily going to focus on the chest muscles, the shoulder, right? The front of the shoulder, mostly muscles and the triceps, right? Which are like the back of the upper arms. So again, all of these movement patterns in some way or another are stimulating the whole body, right? Everything should be in play because in our entire body is going through these, these heavy movements, but primarily we're going to be working those muscles and upper body push. 
and movement-wise and, and joint-wise, why it's so beneficial is because it's really going to build resiliency and strength, right, in the elbow joints and the shoulder joints if you're doing them right, which is so important for all of us, right? All the time when we are sitting and typing on a computer, when we're driving, when we're talking to people and moving our arms around, when we're reaching for things, right? We need healthy and strong shoulders and arms and, and everything around that. So the upper body push is a great movement. If you are looking for general strength and performance, right? If you want to have an athletic feeling and looking upper body, if you want to be powerful with your arms, right? You want to be getting stronger at this push category. So the cool thing about this category is it is a, uh, I would say, a, one of the easier ones to train when you're very low on equipment if you are strategic with it, right? Again, all of these movements you can train from anywhere in the world with absolutely zero equipment. More equipment is, of course, very helpful with some of these categories more than others, but it's a helpful all the way across the board. But you can train them no matter what. That being said, some of these six foundational movements are easier to train with, with resistance when you don't have much or any equipment. Some are a little bit more tricky, right, to, to get creative. The push, if you are you know capable of, are very, very simple to get a heavy and effective training effect regardless of what you have available. The number one movement, exercise rather, that comes to mind for this is push-ups are push-ups and their variations, all right? So, right, I mentioned bench press variations, which is essentially where you're lying on your back and, and pressing something above you, right? Dumbbells, a barbell, whatever else. The overhead press variations as they sound is when you're pressing something above your head, right? Again, a dumbbell, a barbell, a kettlebell, a sandbag, a water bottle, doesn't matter. The push-up, right, as you most likely know and can visualize because it's such a common movement, is going to be something that you don't need equipment for, right? You can use some, you don't need it. Um, but the push-up, you can do anywhere, anytime, and get really, really, really wonderful benefits out of the strength, out of the aesthetics in your upper body, right? The way that the muscles are look looking and, and defined and, you know, the size of your, your upper body muscles, as well as the strength and, and health of your shoulders and elbows and wrists even and all of that. So one thing I will give you with the push-up, a, a very, very important and actionable takeaway without going into too much tangent detail, is that most people, and I mean like 99% of people quite literally, overlook, drastically overlook the complexity of doing a proper push-up. And I don't mean to scare you away with that. If that seems like, oh, that's too complicated, then I'm not going to work on them. No, please, definitely, definitely pursue a great push-up. And you definitely can and will be able to. Or if you're already good at them, then power to you. Keep working on them. Keep building them, making them heavier and heavier. There's no limit with push-ups. You can get them really strong. But back to my point, a lot of people just think, okay, get on the ground, put your hands on the floor, and start working on push-ups without a real regard for the stiffness in their spine, keeping a straight spine, without the regard for the movement of their shoulder blades as they do it, without thinking about where their hips need to be and all these other things, right? There's a lot of little details to actually do a push-up in a safe and effective way that most people don't do. And I can't, I, I would say for the clients that I've worked with over the years, at least 90% of them had very, very big gaps in their push-ups when we got started and then we worked on them. 
Um, some are still working on them after a, long, a lot of time. It, it takes a lot of people, you know, some extra time to, to get them down because they're complex, but that's okay. Some people pick them up a little bit quicker and that's all right too. But for you, again, my, my tangents are long. It's 6.50 in the morning right now. It's Saturday morning. It's rainy out. I uh, just got up and I'm trying to get these these recorded. So don't mind me if I'm a little bit all over the place. But the takeaway actionable tip for you on push-ups is if you struggle to do them at all or to do them with proper form, then do a hand elevated push-up, which means your hands are up on something, right? A box, a bench, a table, whatever. And then you go through the same movement pattern. And you can scale this at, to any degree, right? If you need a lot of help, like if you feel really, really weak with push-ups or if you feel like your form's all over the place or anything else, you can quite literally go as high as a, a vertical wall, right? It's not the best for the, the full range of motion, but it definitely works. That's a little extreme. What most people I would say would start with if they're having trouble is a very, remember sturdy, that's the number one thing. You don't want to slip, you don't want to fall, you don't want anything to you know wobble on you. But if you have a very sturdy counter or table that is, let's say, around maybe the height of your hips, maybe your belly button, somewhere in there, start there, right? That should be good for most people, but you might have to go higher or lower depending on your level. Um, if you're a little bit stronger, but you just want a little assistance, right, you could go with something that's just a few inches off the floor. But find the highest thing that you can to do your push-ups on, get really good at the full range of motion, and as you get stronger, you can incrementally lower that height little by little by little. Okay. So that's it for the push-up. I don't want to go into too much detail on that specific exercise because remember this entire audio series is about movements over specific variations. So the upper body push is an incredible movement for the upper body. Uh, you should be training it, you know, very consistently as you do with all of these patterns. If you ever have any questions on upper body pushing exercises, how to do them, how to get the most out of them, how to progress them, Email me anytime, harris at coachedbyharris.com. That's my email address. Send me your questions. You can message me on Instagram as well, at coachedbyharris. And finally, please consider sharing this audio series with a friend, family member, or multiple of them because everybody needs this. Everyone needs to have a systematic, simple framework of what to do in the gym, why it matters and how to pick the most effective types of exercises for all goals, all right, for everything. So that's it for this series. Uh, I'm sorry. No, that's it for this section, this part. In the next section, in the next part of this audio series, part six, we're going to be going over the upper body pull, which is the counter to today's topic, the upper body push, right? So the upper body pull is going to be pulling thing towards you. And I want to make sure that you listen to that because there's a special sort of bonus tip in there that is very, very important for your everyday quality of life and how you feel. So make sure you listen to that as well as this whole series. Thanks for listening and have a great day.